Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Holy Human with Leanne Rimes is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my friends. Welcome. Welcome to the Holy Human Podcast. I am very excited for today's conversation and to share this conversation with you all. Danielle Laporte is someone I've been following for a long time, and her voice moves me tremendously. I've never had someone move me so deeply with their speaking voice, so there's something energetically with her that I'm connected to in that way. She instantly makes me cry in the best of ways. But I'm always inspired by her vulnerability and her wisdom, and I'm so honored that she came on this podcast to share a bit of that wisdom with us. She is one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100 Leaders. She's also a best-selling author of some really incredible books I highly recommend, and an incredibly gifted motivator and just all-around wise woman. She's also a dear friend of mine and our guest on today's Holy Human. Okay, Danielle Laporte, thank you so much for coming on the Holy Human Podcast. I'm going to start here. I literally am about to cry because first off, I so appreciate who you are and what you bring to the world. But every time I hear your voice, this is what happens to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, you move me. There's something about your voice that hits my heart in such a way. I don't know if it's the motherly quality, but it just heals me. So thank you. <laughs> I feel the same way about you. I've been listening to you. Well, I've been listening to Chant for since it came out. Thank and you. when I tune into Chant, I feel your healing process. Mm. I just feel everything you went through to get to where you are. And I mean, specifically with throw your arms around the world, my arms around the world. You know, like when I dance to that, I feel mm-hmm. just how how committed you are to love and to Christ consciousness. And, um, you know, when, when that came out, I, I texted you to say, like, it's not my place to be proud of you. It's not, <laughs> it's not my job, but I just feel like it's such an arrival. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking this morning about, you know, us having this conversation and I so wish we were like on a sofa together. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah. Just curled up. I think the medicine is transparency. Like mm-hmm. we know, you know, all anybody who has any capacity to help other people heal is like, you know, all healers are wounded healers. Mm-hmm. And then to be really out with like, for, for each person to be out with their individual journey, just the story, just, just everybody's, the people who can say, I'm there too, or mm-hmm. I'm approaching that, or I'm not alone. Transparency is the way, and it's showing up in how you show up, yeah. Thank you. And I followed your work for a while now, and you've probably been one of our biggest influences in being able to share the totality of my journey because, you know, the way that you show up in the world is so important. I mean, that's why I titled this podcast, you know, Holy Human. It's because, God, I mean, I don't know how long, you know, I spent being Leanne Rhymes, you know, as just this one kind of slice of myself. And a lot of me wasn't invited to the table because the world didn't want that. They wanted this one piece of me. And so, you know, I've always said that, you know, my my affair and, and everything that kind of blew up in my face was probably the biggest gift that ever happened to me because it allowed me space for my humanity and for all of me. And when I found you and your story and your work, that is what so resonated. And in fact, I I went, I've been listening to White Hot Truth. I've been listening to you a lot um, this past week. And I read the book when it first came out, but I reread it this week. And I'm like, oh yeah, All, everything you said was just it hit me different because I feel like I'm at a different space in my life than when that book first came out. You know, I've been on the the spiritual path of finding the things that work for me and then realizing that those things don't work anymore. And coming really after, it's been about eight years of that journey for me. Now, coming home to my myself and trusting that wisdom that lives within. And that that probably is, it's the scariest part of the journey because you're like, wait, I, th- I thought it was all the other things out there. 
you know, I thought it was, and, and those are all beauty, you know, the meditations and the prayers and chanting and uh, all of it, you know, other healers working with other people, like it's all been important, but now coming home to my own wisdom is, it's, it's what I know has to happen at this point. And I know you speak about that uh, so often and something that you've been talking about, which has really hit home with me is simplification and simplifying life. I mean, in, in every way. And it's also, by the way, something that's terrifying for me. And I, I would love to get your take on that in a second, but what brought you to this idea of, you know, of, of, I need to simplify and how has that reached out into, to every part of your life? Well, I feel like last year, you know, spring of 2020, when everybody decided, so many of us decided like the right thing to do was like to shelter in place and just kind of ride this wave. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I, I looked at my mortality for the first time. And, and I decided like, I was going to go all the way. Like, what <laughs> if, am I willing to die for what I believe in? When is life going to take me? Um, does my son really need me? Maybe, you know, if I were to die from some illness soon or what's happening, you know, in terms of world health, is it my son's karma to have a mother, you know, to be motherless? Like, I just went for it. (laughs) And I just brought up all of these urges. Like, um, I really got the the holy human struggle. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to shave my head sometimes, go to the Ganges, (laughs) leave it all. And like, what is that about? What's that about? And I did, I I, I just decided, like, I was going to let it all go. I sold my sports car. I got rid of shoes. I got rid of clothes. I decided, you know, one of my desires has always been, you know, I want a beloved. I want that partnership. And I just said to God, okay, if it's not for me, I'll leave it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to play with this idea of thy will be done, which Mm -hmm. is terrifying. Terrifying. I want to talk talk about the terror. And then on the note of the beloved, I let that go. I let career aspirations go. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just sell my house and get a little apartment and just meditate. I could live Mm -hmm. off the money. I could make this work for many years, just have a little herb garden. (laughs) It would be great, right? (laughs) And everything that I held in my heart as an aspiration, I was willing to give up, and most of it came back. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, now I'm going to have the courage to still want this. And then the man came and career is just shimmering and lovely and I'm super satisfied. It turns out I didn't die last year. I'm still here. Congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. But a lot of clinging and a lot Mm. of striving left. So Mm. What I found underneath the striving is this is such a perfect time to have this conversation because I've just come out of like three intense months of agony and suffering. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about you because some of that agony was a real kind of anxiety, which Mm -hmm. lots of many people don't understand until they have that experience. Mm -hmm. And then I had some health stuff that was just a lot of physical pain. 
And I got to the place of like, what else? I really felt like my soul and spirit was saying like, just go deeper with the letting go. Just let go. I was like, what the fuck else do I need to let go of? And it was the fear. It was the fear. Mm -hmm. And I thought like, this is so cheesy, Wayne Dyer, 1994. (laughs) This is really about letting go and letting God. And I just am so tired of the fear that has in some way or another really driven a lot of my life. I know it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like that from the outside to so many people. Your life doesn't look like that. So most of our Mm -hmm. lives, we play it so well, doesn't look like that. But so much of craving is driven by fear. So much Mm -hmm. striving, fear, goals, fear, wanting, fear. And I'm as done with it as I can be done with it today. And the (laughs) only way to do it is to just, first of all, you have to see it before you can let go of it. You have Mm -hmm. to see like what you're gripping and see how the effect is had on you. Let go of all the stories around it and just be like, I'm I'm done. I'm done living this way. I want peace. Mm -hmm. You've got to really want peace more than anything. And I think it's the one higher use of devotion and desire to want for the right thing, to want for the right thing. I think a lot of us think we want that, but I don't know necessarily if we do. And I wonder if it's, for me, I do know there's a piece of me that really wants peace. Um, But I do also see that there's pieces of me that are very much um, addicted to the struggle, um, addicted to the the loneliness. Uh, let's come up with all the different words for this. Ego, small mm-hmm. self, wounded mm-hmm. self, the lie, the illusion, the part of ourselves that thinks we're separate, separate from our heart, separate from our soul, separate from each other, separate from creation. Mm-hmm. None of that wants peace. None of it. Because Peace would make all that dissolve. It wants to live. The ego wants to be alive. Like the metaphor I've been working with lately with the ego is like, uh, the ego is like a wounded dog. I grew up in in the country that lots of, some dogs had to be put down. You know, you can't Mm go near a dog that's been wounded. It'll just, Mm -hmm. it wants to attack you. Very slowly, eventually, maybe. And that's what the ego is like. It's saying like, I don't want love. I want separate. I want you to think you're small. I want you to struggle. The ego, the ego thrives on strife. Like struggle and and separateness is like sugar for the ego. (laughs) And, but really, 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 the ego wants to come home. It's like that, that dog really just wants to be healed, but it's just barking at us all the time. And, you know, in my thirties, I used to think peace was like just, ridiculous. Why would I want peace? It's not exciting. It's not sexy. It's not good. Peace is not going to get me what I want. It's not very hot. And um, I'm over it. I'm really over it. Well, I think when, I mean, for me, like when I think about peace, I think of the monk sitting in meditation and it's like, that's, that's where peace comes from. It's only going to be in those places because we can't exist in life. Like you're saying with an exciting life, with a fun life, with 
being in peace. And I, you, I mean, that is like, that is the, one of the greatest lies, you know, truly. Um, oh, it truly is. I, why do you think simplification and, and the simplicity and the peace, why do you think we're so afraid? I mean, you said the ego. Yes, but what may be hiding underneath there when we're afraid to simplify? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the stuff that's hiding underneath there is the reason we're afraid to simplify. Like, yeah. it's all the stuff, you know, Carl Jung would say, like, it's all the shadow, it's all the subconscious stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to realize, like, I would say, like, on my journey, I realized um, there's, like, this neediness and this clingingness and mm-hmm. there's greed and there's desire. And I have this inner conflict. You know, this is the the beauty of you know, you naming the last album, Holy Human. What, what's the chant? What's the subtitle? Oh, The Human and the Holy. Human and um, the Holy, right. Yes. That's the, yeah, yeah. that's been my struggle. It's like, like, should I give it all up? Um, you know, I'm part nun, part whore. <laughs> like all of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, um, and. Thank God somebody said it. Now I feel so liberated in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I like, feel so seen. <laughs> And how do I be both? And then, you know, and then my psychologist is like, Danielle, it's all church. And then all mystics will say, it's all God. It's all Mm -hmm. God. One of the most helpful things lately has been this talk that, are you familiar with Adya Shanti? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Adya Shanti says that, you know, in terms of non-dualism, we've got it wrong. So just like the quick breakdown is like love and hate. Holy Mm -hmm. and human, (laughs) shadow and light side, right? Um, We want to move to non-dualism where it's like it's wholeness. Mm -hmm. It's all in. It's all love. So what what most people perceive is that non-dualism is like it's just all love. It's all happiness. We just choose Mm -hmm. the positive. And his experience was so... Adya Shanti, for those people who don't know, he's this just lovely guy. His real name, I think, is Steve from California, <laughs> who's like a Zen practitioner, really young. And he had these awakening experiences. He has these high experiences where he feels like he is the God source. He's nothing and he's everything all at once. It's beyond words, cannot describe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to being here and, you know, there are tables and there's furniture and there's a marriage and there's relationships. And he's like, but what's this? And his epiphany was that non-dualism is that we're both Mm -hmm. not that we're the emptiness and the fullness. No, you're the emptiness and the fullness and you're human and you're in marriage and you're frustrated and there's furniture and you got to get groceries Right. And that has really helped me lately. Like when I go into my existential, should I leave it all? Am I holy enough? Am I meditating enough? Am I clean enough? Am I, you know, all the spiritual enoughness? Mm-hmm. I th- I could drive myself crazy. I mean, even Eckhart yeah. Tolle speaks of this, like, don't try and figure it out. Just be here. And when I'm here, I'm both. I'm a mother and I'm someone's girlfriend and I'm hungry and I want to garden and I want to do podcasts and I'm needy and I am complete. I'm very mm-hmm. powerful and I am very lost. I'm both. Yes. And I think that 
that's been one of the greatest lessons for me. And it's something that I constantly have to remind myself because it's so easy to forget that we are both. And it's one of the greatest lessons was knowing that I can hold, it started with emotions for me. It's like, I can hold multiple things at once. You know, I can be happy and sad all at the same time. Like, and to be able to hold the totality of those emotions. And then now you're talking about it bleeding out into, you know, the whole of our, you know, a totality of our lives. Yeah. That is, that is a beautiful, beautiful lesson that I, I feel like I, it's so easily forgotten. I wonder, how do you remember that? I was just talking to my friend Daryl about this and I was talking about loneliness because it's something I'd love to discuss with you because it's really been something I've been diving deep into lately. And we were talking about, you know, like if all of the things that we had in our lives were taken care of, there was, we felt connected to everything and everyone. I feel like there would still be this piece of us that feels like we're disconnected from home. There's this deep piece of us that we forget that we are the holy piece. We forget that we are that we are connected to something higher. You know, I wake up every morning thinking, I want to remember that totality of myself every day. And it gets lost like instantly. <laughs> I feel like we go about our lives and but then maybe that is the thing. Maybe it is exactly right where we are in all of the humanness. And in that moment, like if we dive into that piece of it, we are just as connected as if we were in meditation and in prayer. All suffering is a result of that illusion that we're disconnected. Mm. All suffering is, you know, the Buddha would say, all suffering has to do with what we identify with. I would say all suffering has to yeah. do with misidentifying with things. So we think we're small. Mm -hmm. We suffer. We tap into our true nature. We realize we're divine. We're chosen. There's not even, God is not even having a discussion about whether we should be forgiven or not. It's not even on the table. We just are loved. So you can have those moments. You can sing you can have it in meditation. You can have it in the garden. You can have it just like with your barista. And then you're going to walk out of the cafe and you're going to shrink. And you're going to go, what? I just felt so exalted and so high. And, and why now? Because that's how insidious it is. <laughs> like super the meta view is we have to keep in mind we are trying to undo eons, lifetimes, upon lifetimes of conditioning of ego and darkness and shadow. We're, we're good. We're good. If we can have <laughs> some connected moments in stillness right. and meditation, um, we're doing good. If we can feel it in the, if we can feel a few times a day and, you know, for me, I'm getting really clear, like what gets in the way is all the thinking and the way yeah. to like stop the thinking is the ego uses the intellect and the body. This is really important to understand. This is like Course in Miracles stuff. Mm -hmm. The ego's language is identify with your body because I can keep you small if you think you are too fat, too thin, too whatever, too whatever. And I can keep you separate if, you know, you bring race into the conversation or culture, any of that all keeps us divided. Um, how else does the ego keep us separate? If I think I'm smarter than anybody else, or if someone else has got more knowledge, the haves and the have-nots of knowledge, 
if you identify with, you know, what I call your heart center, your soul, mm-hmm. there's no division and everything is in. So like my practice now is I see something come up <laughs> from my basement, the basement of my psyche. And I go, wow, that's clingy. <laughs> and instead of I'm a loser because I'm clinging, it's like I just say, come on in. I got room. I'm big enough. I'm loving enough. I'm supported enough. I'm enough of a mother that I got mm-hmm. space for you, clingy. I got space for you, greedy ego person, mm-hmm. shattered, fragmented self. <laughs> and when you do that with yourself, you feel more connected to other people. It's mm-hmm. the way to compassion. All right, on that note, we are going to take a very compassionate break and we'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Welcome back, loves. We are just talking about the power of compassion for ourselves and others and leading with your heart with Danielle Laporte. You talk about heart-centered and that's what you bring, you point people back to often. What does that exactly mean for you, heart-centered living? Uh, it's a reflective 
life. Do you want to wake up? Do you want to wake up? I think everybody's soul wants us to wake up. And then some, some of us get conscious, like, okay, I want to wake up. I want to live a meaningful, purposeful life. And of course, we all want joy. We all want happiness. We may have addictions that keep mm -hmm. us from those things. Some of us are so addicted to chaos and misery, you know. So yeah. you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You're complete. You're safe. You're loved. You're loving. You got to do the work to seal that awareness. Mm -hmm. And there's tools. And, you know, look, you and I have been, how many fucking workshops have we right. done? How much therapy? And yeah. so I think we try all these tools and they're great. Just like you said at the top of the hour, they were super useful. Mm -hmm. And then you got to lay them down and just be with yourself. And I think there's a test that it comes in at some point where you might have to leave your teacher. Mm -hmm. You might have to leave the church. You're going to have to depart from something to claim yourself in a way. And yeah, just... You know why I think it's so scary just that it's yourself. I think for for my for myself, I mean you're talking about like the fear of just like following your own heart. Yeah. Is it's really it's the fear of punishment. I mean there's the fear of getting it wrong. Like mm. if I make this decision, if I turn left, if I do this yoga instead of that yoga, if I marry that person instead of that, I'm going to you know screw up my life. But I think a lot of us, it's really deep in the psyche that something greater than ourselves is going to punish us. And mm. most religion is based on this, that we're going to get cast out. And yeah. it may come into play like your friends are going to leave you or your agent is going to dump you or whatever. But I think it's really almost like mythical, like we're going to be cast out of the garden if we mm. follow ourselves. It definitely goes that deep. I'm actually, this is so interesting. I'm, I'm finishing a new album right now and uh, there's so much of this that came through on this record. And that, that idea of original sin, we talk, <laughs> we wrote a lot about on this record. Yeah, we did. And it lives deep within the psyche deep, especially as, you know, especially as a woman and the innocence, you know, the innocence that I think I'm returning home to. I, I know I've returned home to it. You know, the chant record was a way of returning home to it. The, my, my writing, you know, this new record was a way of returning home to it. And yeah, there's a, there's an innocence that we come home to in ourselves too. And it's, for me, that's been I mean, for multiple reasons. Look, I started so young. Like my innocence was truly like kind of blown and shattered to pieces at a very young age. But it's, that's been truly like one of the saddest journeys back into myself and still is. Like I'll touch it and then I'm not sure what to do with it. <laughs> then, um, but that's where like, you know, that's where all the joy lives. And and I feel like the that whole punishment piece is uh is deeply connected to that for me and and the fear of of punishment is that is so deeply true and to be honest you know there has been outward punishment 
You know, I've experienced outward punishment. I'm sure we all have and have been cast out. I mean, the exile for me was real. Um, but the exile also from of myself being cast out of my own self, like that, that return is so important. I think that's the journey that I'm on right now is, is coming back to that. My most recent awesome revelation is that nothing outside of ourselves is punishing us. Although that's how all of organized religion is set up. Mm. And this comes from hermetic Egyptian philosophy. I've been reading this lately with Yogananda. God neither punishes nor protects nor rewards. Our soul does that. Mm. And so I had to ask myself, where am I punishing myself? Where can I reward myself? Where can I have mercy for myself? Why am I begging God for mercy? I'm loved. I need to beg myself. I need to show mercy to myself. And so no judgment for what I manifest, no judgment for sickness, no judgment for any kind of condition, just mercy, mercy, mercy. And recently, you know, part of my therapeutic process, I, I've never spoken these words because I've been such a sturdy new age crusader. Like I manifested this and I'm going to take care of it, you know? And I just said to myself, I don't deserve this. I was really suffering. I was really in a lot of physical pain. And I'd never, ever let myself say that. I never wanted to be like in victim mode. But mm -hmm. it, it was really coming from the most loving, finally, part of myself. I just said, like, Danielle, you don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. And and then, then one has to ask, what about karma? Because there's cause and effect. Could be mm -hmm. something I did in this lifetime or another lifetime where I got to burn something off. I got to do some due diligence here to bring it into balance. Even then, I should have <laughs> mercy on myself. I think mercy and self-compassion, it can right the wrong. This is like mm -hmm. true atonement. It's like you just see the mistake with love mm -hmm. and it dissolves. Yeah, mm -hmm. forgiveness. Are mercy and grace the same thing? Yeah, right? They're I think mercy, I think they're cousins. Mercy is easy to understand when you think about it in terms of having mercy for someone else. Right. So right. you could think of someone who's done something heinous and awful, even to you, you know, and mercy would be, I hope you don't have to pay full price for that wrongdoing. I hope you get mm. off easy. I think mercy is, I pray you get off easy. Really, because mm. why, why be punished? Why, why perpetuate punishment? I pray mm, you can. Yeah. We all know that line from all the old movies, like, may God have mercy on your soul. Right. <laughs> um, and then I think grace is, is the letting go and letting God. Like, mm. she comes in and she takes care of stuff and... But you have to unclench. You have to unclench. And what you're talking about with yourself of like the acceptance and that the original concept of original sin, that relief only comes when we let go of judgment. Mm -hmm. And that loneliness, I know that loneliness. That loneliness is... 
I think it's part of being in a human body. Mm -hmm. And I think it's what we're here to dissolve. So you think that's, you think that's possible, like to really in this, in this body to, to dissolve that loneliness? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think, I believe that there are enlightened beings who feel God's source, who stay in body. I'm not there. I'm so not there. I agree. I mean, there's been so many moments where I have been. I mean, I'm blessed to have a an avenue every time I open my mouth, you know, to be able to connect with that. Um, I've done it in meditation. I felt that. I've, I've come out of breath work and been like, holy hell, I'm not on this plane. Hallelujah. I feel the greatest amount of joy I've ever felt in my life. Why do I have to come back down from this? <laughs> Why can't we always live there? It is a beautiful feeling. It is so, and you're, you know, once you feel that for me, once I felt that and really understood it, that's where my search started. You know, it's like, that's love. Like, oh, wow. I get to experience that. Like, even if I, even if I've, even if I've already experienced everything I'll ever experience of that in this lifetime, I'll still look for it. Like I'll still, that's, I think the deepest desire ultimately is to feel in connection with that energy. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. You got the taste. I know, right? <laughs> totally. Totally. And it's, you talk a lot, you know, a lot about, um, about giving things up upward. Mm-hmm. What is that? This is an interesting concept that I've, I've kind of struggled with. There's a piece of me that's like, oh yeah, I, I, I know exactly what that is to give it up to God. Um, and then there's a piece of me that's like, well, just that's it. Like, just give it up. <laughs> you know, like what, what do, don't I have to do something? What is, what is that experience? What do you, what do, what do you mean by that exactly? Because I've lived my whole life. It's, you know, that's been, I was brought up Southern Baptist and it was all about, you know, just giving it up to God. You know, what is that experience like for you? When you say that, what, it, what comes up for you? Um, you know, when you're holding a child who has a cold, they're sick, and you say to them, I wish I could take this from you. We all know that experience. Like we would take that suffering on. And we have the capacity to take that suffering on. We're healthy enough. We would take that. We would take that illness for them and bring it through. I think doubting that creation, the infinite life, the mother, the father, doesn't want our pain and can't take it, that's delusional. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. It's completely. Right? (laughs) Like whatever force that made us and our microbiome and birds and the sun and the solar system can't handle our micro amount of pain. I don't think (laughs) God wants us to suffer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had an experience where, you know, I was really kind of just emotionally crumbling. This was about three years ago. It was a really dark time. Wouldn't trade it for anything now that, you know, I'm on the other side, but... And I was at, at a river in in Santa Fe, 
And it was like, really, it was like this kind of baptismal moment. I took off my clothes. I get in this rushing river. This is like, a, this is a big deal for me because I don't like to be cold. And, <laughs> and I felt like nobody could touch my pain, not my friends, not the person I was in relationship with, not my psychologist. I just come out of this shaman healing as one does in Santa Fe, you know, and it was right. like the ultimate in loneliness. Nobody could get the pain. Nobody could touch the, could scratch it. And, and I just realized like, only God can get to that. And God is waiting for me to just say, come and take this from me. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. Here, here, you have, oh, you're the one. This is the route. And just to <laughs> give it, it can be transformed. And this is, this is the basic. Love wins. Christ consciousness is transmutational. Love changes mm -hmm. everything. You just say, I am worthy of mercy. I deserve a break. Take it from me. And but but I think it's a dance. There's a two step to this, but like take it from me and then use me. Mm. Thy will be done. I yeah. cast away my worries so that this is really this is like this sacred semicolon. I, I, I offer you my worries and my pain so that I can be a vehicle for you. Mm. And then that's why we're here. We're here to yeah. get healed. And I think. And to heal each other, there are some days where I can't see my capacity to heal myself, but you can. There's some days when I can't hear my voice, but I can hear your voice. Mm -hmm. And we do heal each other. We have to show up for each other. And I think this is a call of the times. You know, I'm talking a lot now about age of Aquarius and like this whole new era that we're in. It doesn't even matter what it's called, but... Right. Everybody can see we're in a new cycle of something. Mm -hmm. And we're only going to get through this if we love ourselves completely. I know it's easy to say, but total inclusiveness. Love your anxiety softly. Love your power softly. Don't cling to your power. And then I can love you. And we're just going to get softer. That's where we're headed. Yeah, I saw a clip where you put your anxiety is the beloved, like everything is the beloved. And it was such a beautiful reminder because it's true. I mean, it's it's all showing up. I mean, it, it's all coming from there. That, that's everything is that. What is your relationship right now with anxiety? We call it your anxiety or just anxiety in general, but like where you at? Mm, I, it happens daily. It depends on, um, it depends on, I think this whole last year has been very loud. You know, I, for me, it's, my brain got really loud and louder than it has been in a very long time. And I'm off the road where I've been since I was 13 years old and I got to sit at home <laughs> and which was wonderful, by the way. I mean, there's been a lot of beautiful things that have come out of this for me. Um, but one of them has not been my anxiety and has gotten much louder. I started coloring recently and it brought me back to this really innocent piece of myself and it's very calming to my nervous system. And I'm starting to find new ways to, to be with it. And I, I, I know that one of the greatest things is, is, is acceptance of knowing that this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm going to meet it here. And when I f don't fight it, 
It's like the, the resistance keeps it going. Uh, you know, when I meet it, I think it it starts to dissolve. And there's so many emotions also underneath that that I'm that I've, I'm resisting normally. <laughs> there's something that needs to be expressed. Can you describe the anxiety? What's it like in your body? Yeah, it feels like someone plugged me into a wall socket. Mm-hmm. It feels like so much, so much energy running through every limb, and especially like my my center channel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it really starts. I can feel it. I mean, all through, it's kind of, and it sometimes can feel like someone's choking me. Which, for me, like anything that has to do with my throat or my voice, is like though it just exacerbates what's going on. Do you know what um, triggers it? Life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, d- different things. I think worry, I think about the future, you know, like I've, I feel like at least at this point it's been, um, you know, I thought I had, I thought I had set myself up since I was a child, I think for never having to worry about business and money and, you know, all the things that I grew up with, nothing to be able to have set that up for myself at such a young age, Mm -hmm. that all got stripped for me, which of course I know is the greatest thing that's probably ever happened to me once I get on the other side of this. (laughs) But I think it's been just constant rumination and worry about the future. For me, reminding myself the reminders every day of, I don't need to be in control. Mm-hmm. I think really that's what it boils down to is like feeling the need to control everything around me so I feel safe. Which is a trauma response. Totally. Need to control. And then how does, how how do you and and Eddie in a, like in a marriage work with your anxiety? Will he come in the room and you'll say, I'm having, I'm mm-hmm. in it now? Yeah, we, I'm very vocal and I used to not be because I, I thought I could handle it all. You know, it's like, I can, I can control this. I can handle it. Um, no, I will 100% express to him what's going on. And the wonderful thing about my husband and that I have wonderfully married into and that I didn't have as a child is that he's able most of the time mm-hmm. to meet me and say, it's okay. Like, and be with me in that. And that's what's been so healing about my relationship with him is that it's so very different than what I had as a child. Mm-hmm. And that's so beautiful. I mean, like you said, that is a trauma response and he's helping me heal that, that piece of trauma, you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way, to, way to manifest love. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's a beautiful man. And with, you know, and we both have, we both have places where we can't meet each other. Um, and we're learning together. And that's, I think that's all I can ask for is to learn and grow together. And, and he, we both heal each other in, in different ways. And it's been, it's been really powerful to have him in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about, anxiety in the body and how much of a call it is really back to the letting go. Mm -hmm. It's just all you have is now. All you have is now. I mean, it goes back to, this sounds like super dramatic, but I just think, could I die today? Would I be ready to die today? Mm -hmm. Could I have, could I let go of everything today? And 
The answer is rarely no. Sometimes it's a yes. Like, okay, I feel close to love and I know that, who knows, maybe I could be of more service from the other side. Like, I don't know. And, <laughs> but then I also like the idea of like, could I let go of everything and why do I want to be here? And I just kind of recommit to being here. Like, oh, I do want to be here. I do. Mm -hmm. I, st I still have things to do. And there's so many people that I love. And there's still, there's so much joy. That's my next question for you. Not in spite of or despite having anxiety sometimes, but alongside that, I want you to tell me if this is true. Like, you have this whole life and you have a relationship with joy and you have a relationship with happiness and euphoria and expression and people need to hear you can have you can have it all you can have anxiety yes. and joy <laughs> it's the new having yes. it all <laughs> totally oh my god that's hysterical well you know what's interesting about that um i think i think i'm just really allowing myself to touch joy like true joy. I think I, you know, I go back to that innocence within me that feels like it got so repressed and that it was all about work and it was all about the struggle and always forward moving. And in this last year, I got to a place, I did the somatic experience. Um, I've been working a lot with somatic work and I had the somatic experience where I felt like I was outside of myself and kind of dropped in. Mm -hmm. And I started laughing and crying all at the same time. And I was in this space for about 48 hours. My my dear friend Daryl and I, who cre he creates everything with me, we wrote this song called Innocence from that space. And it's funny because the first lyrics are, come back to me, we'll set Eden, Eden free, and joy will again win the holy war. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> oh, I cry when I think about it because... Oh, to me, like that is the truest piece of joy that I've touched. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I'm finally allowing myself mm -hmm. to have that. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it takes, it's taken a long time to get there. That's touching your divinity. Like when we, when we see who we really are, you can't help but be joyful. Like there's no yeah. other, there's no other response to have when you just see, wow, I am, I am love. I am love is flowing through my body. I'm like this conduit. How can you not be joyful? And then how can you not be moved? And how can you not want to? It's like, I was blind and now I see. Yeah. You know, oh, that's it. That's the amazing grace. I mean, you're doing this with your life now, your vocation. When you, when you touch that, you just want to go and I just want to go. I want to hold people. I want to put my hands on their shoulders and just say, like, it's possible. And I'm struggling too. And I don't get it every day, all day. But I know it. I've tasted it. It's possible. We're going to pause right there, but when we return, Danielle will share her thoughts on how we get to that place of inner peace and joy. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Hello again, loves. Danielle was just talking us through connecting with our own divinity and love. We like only get there together. We only get there together. Like now, like I'm going to cry. Like the most frequent <laughs> thing I say to people right now is like, we have to hold hands. Mm. I, we just, we've got to hold hands. Like, I don't know what else I can say someday where like another friend is saying, I've been anxious all weekend. Or, or another friend is just, I've had this amazing breakthrough where I just healed my cancer or I'm down and you're up or I'm up and it's just like, we're just going to hold hands and we cannot give up on each other. Mm. And, and we've got to forgive. Like this yeah. is the soapbox right now. Forgive ourselves. The heart, I think the most, the sweetest thing I've come up with <laughs> last year is like the heart is for giving Mm -hmm. love has to flow love is always moving love is always generative it's the nature of love it moves has to move the heart is for giving i think my anxiety by the way just not to interrupt you or you just you reminded me i think my anxiety comes from not giving that 
not that forgiving? love, not giving that love, like not when I hold, withhold. Yes, from an old trauma pattern, <laughs> when I withhold, that is where my anxiety truly is because. I know what I want. Like, I just want to continue to love. And it's that's just my nature. Actually, Eddie said that to me the other day. He's like, the kindness in you is just your nature. Like, that's just it. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly think when you just said that, that hit me as like, oh, that's really it. That's really the anxiety. That gorgeous, yes, gorgeous epiphany. It's your true nature. It's, it's our true nature. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. We want to love. We want to forgive. Whoever's listening, if you just get one thing, just get this one. We're not raised to forgive. We are raised to hold a grudge. Our whole entire culture, our whole society is based on right versus wrong, light versus dark, black versus white, holding a grudge. Like it's all based on punishment. There's a right answer, there's a wrong answer. There's logic and there's love. It's not true. You're true. You actually want to forgive. And mm. so many times I've watched myself let myself get talked out of loving. Like, wow. I don't care. What do I care that they took the money? What I don't, it's over. And the system will say, you should sue them. Or the system mm. will say, you should write it, you know, get it in writing. Or it's just all these things. Really, I think when I'm on my best days, I'm really over it, but I talk myself into not being over it. Mm-hmm. And I clamp down and the blood vessels shrink and the anxiety comes. And I, one of my greatest awarenesses about forgiveness is actually, I can tap into that place of kindness where I don't even have to question whether I forgive someone. It's I have to ask for forgiveness. And who do we need to go clean stuff up with? The liberation that comes from that is incredible. Like just about three weeks ago, I had my ex-husband over for tea. (laughs) That hasn't happened a lot since we got divorced. And just said, you know, I got two things to talk to you about. One Let's talk about our son's upcoming birthday. Two, I want to say sorry for something. And I'm going to cry. And I basically said, I'm sorry for being a bag for the last five years. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love it. I'm just like, I've been Uh, such a dick about things. And and I also, you know, defended myself a little bit and said, I've never wished ill. I've always wished the best for you. But like, I held a grudge for way too long. And like it weighed me down and it weighed you down and I'm just done with it. And I'm sorry. You don't even have to forgive me. I'm, you don't even have to forgive me. I'm just, I just need to say, I'm sorry. I love that. That's so beautiful. How, what do you, okay. So forgiveness. I feel like I, sometimes when you feel like you've forgiven, mm-hmm. which I do, I feel like I've forgiven the people in my life who I really needed to forgive. But then I'm like, but then (laughs) there's the people, they, they sometimes will go reopen that wound without even, I mean, sometimes people just don't change and they are, they're in your life and they don't change. And gosh, it, it reopens the wound. And then it's like, 
did I really forgive or do I have to go forgive again? And it's, it's Mm -hmm. like, are there layers to that? And maybe it's the forgiveness of that's just an understanding and acceptance of that's just who they are. Mm -hmm. I think when forgiveness happens, it's real. And then they circle back and Mm -hmm. you get agitated again. It doesn't invalidate that you really did forgive that one time. Everything's always moving. You're always growing. The subconscious is huge. There's like more shit in your basement. You got to clean out. (laughs) So like, let's not invalidate that we were loving when we were. Right. And, you know, some great advice I got from one of my shrinks was sometimes you got to, you got to go in knowing there's a chance they might not have changed. They might have. There's always room for a miracle. And then you're going to get wounded and you're going to pull out and repair. And then you go back in. Pull out, repair, and you go back in. But you kind of know who you're dealing with. You got an idea about who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then a logical spiritual question would be like, well, you can't assume how someone's going to act. Oh, come on. Give yourself some credit. Yeah, we want to leave room for change and miracles, but give yourself some credit for your wisdom zebras aren't going to change their stripes. So, okay. I was going for a walk with someone who I have that kind of dynamic with. Mm -hmm. And they said the thing that always makes me feel like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? And I just decided that day that I was spacious enough for that person to treat me like shit. I had enough room. Mm -hmm. I had enough room for their crazy. And when I saw myself, I really had to deep breathe. You know, we're walking through the park and I'm deep breathing. I'm like, okay, Danielle, you got this. And I think to myself, I am really loving. I'm really loving. My heart is vast. I, I, I believe what the mystics say. My heart is as big as the sky. Like, okay, 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 okay. I am love itself. Okay. Then I got room for this petty bullshit. And I have room to see their woundedness. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're ill. They're struggling. Yeah. They don't have the tools that I have. It's okay. Yeah. You can treat me like shit today. And this is also, this goes back mm. to your point about offering it up. Mm-hmm. This is actually a very tantric practice. Side note here. Lots of people think tantra is just about how you have a great orgasm. That's right. just one <laughs> sliver of a tantric perspective. Tantra is really about being presence present. It's the opposite of anxiety and clinging and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the tantric way of offering it up would be to say, what energy in the universe needs this? Take my suffering, take my shame, take my inflammation, take my anxiety, take my terror. Who wants my terror? Come get it. And maybe some demon beast energy comes and eats it up because that's what they feed off of. But like, we're just living in this big compost. So you could just, Mm -hmm. it's another approach. Like who, who wants this energy? And then if you're going to give up your dark, heavy stuff, you also have to get in the habit of giving up your light stuff. Who wants this love? Mm -hmm. And just keep flowing. Who wants my forgiveness? Come get it. Who wants my joy today? And you offer it up to God. You offer it up, offer it up. (sighs) I love that. This is so beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Thank you. Then you're Thank always you. growing. Mm-hmm. 
you don't and get there's all, and you're always moving things are always moving then which you know? is the nature of love always flowing yeah. it's a current of energy what happens when we clamp the energy down we get fried we get burned out toxic backup we're going to get mm-hmm. well i don't want to put this in too much of an affirmative there's a high possibility yes. that if we don't keep the love flowing if we hold back on our forgiveness we create illness mm-hmm. because Life moves, death constricts. I mean, death in this physical sense, yes. yeah. Yeah, you just, honestly, I, I think we literally just solved my anxiety. I mean, not completely, but I really understand the root. And you know what else, what you know what else Leanne? Having experienced my own anxiety, panic attacks, and all the studying I've done, I'm just going to tell you, like, sister to sister, you don't have to have it. It's actually not necessary. Our pain is not necessary for growth. Mm-hmm. It creates growth. There's no need for us to look for suffering to be good. A Course in Miracles has a very simple phrase. I have no need of this. And I'm really getting it. I'm really getting it. Mm. I have no need for this. And you know how important it is to like choose correct thoughts. Mm-hmm. And how when we're in those anxious, dark places, we've got to, you know, and I know like you feel like you're at the bottom of this cavern. You can't even get what the right thought is sometimes to get you out of the, the pit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but all what I say to myself right now is I have chosen beauty. And I've worked on these words. Like, do I say I'm choosing beauty? Do I say I've chose beauty? I choose it. I've decided to put in past tense because I know that my soul already chose, mm-hmm. already chose me. And my mm-hmm. human yeah. self is just waking up to it. I have chosen beauty. So I can see the beauty in the anxiety. The anxiety dissolves. And then I start to see the beauty in my life. So much to be grateful for. I see the beauty in this mess that is 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. And I am without judgment for all of it. I don't care if you choose to get vaccinated or not vaccinated. I see the beauty in your choice. I don't care Mm -hmm. if you choose to sing and use your gifts or not. I'm going to see the beauty. I don't care if you harmed me and stole from me. I'm going to see the beauty. Mm. And I'm going to see the beauty in my day. And just like, you know, you're having this epiphany of like, it's this clamped down love and You're just, you're saying you're just getting joy. I'm just realizing, you know what I want? Ask me what I want, Leanne. What do you want, Danielle? (laughs) I want to be happy. Yes. I just want to be happy. The Divine Mother wants me to be happy. There's no reason to not be happy. Mm -hmm. I'm finding all this evidence to support happiness. Mm. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh teaching, saying, We all miss the point. We all think that the Buddha was talking so much about suffering. The Buddha was happy. A Course in Miracles talking about the result of love is happiness. Mm -hmm. Love and happiness go hand in hand. The Metabhavana prayer, Mm -hmm. it's my thing now. May I be happy. May I be healthy. Mm -hmm. Free of suffering. Free of mental anxiety. May I live in peace. May my life be blessed with ease. And then I offer you that blessing and all of us that blessing. That's a prayer from the Buddha himself. If the Buddha is promoting happiness, 
I'm finally in. And the warrior <laughs> and the warriorship is how to be happy in these times. Because yes. the ego yes. and any kind of thinking person is going to say, but now, but that's right. always the case. That's always the case. How could we have been happy in the depression? How could we have been happy in the dark ages? How do we be happy as the world is clearly unraveling? Yeah. We need to also unravel. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for your wisdom today. This has been so healing for me, oh, me to to sit here with you. And I'm I'm just so grateful. And I have, I always ask, um, and I know you love music so much, so I'm excited to hear this. I always ask what, we, we have something called the Holy Five, which is, can be five of your favorite songs of now, five of your all-time favorite songs. If you had to choose five, what would they be and why? Well, Alleluia by Leonard Cohen. is a song of inclusive love. That's a song of resurrection. Mm. And I so relate to Leonard's holy human struggle. Mm-hmm. Not to kiss up, but my most cathartic dancing, sacred dancing, has been happening to, is it throw your arms around the world or throw, throw my, my Throw my arms throw around the world. Throw my arms around the world. I have a playlist called Sacred Dancer, and mm-hmm. I have Throw My Arms Around the World three times to start off the playlist. Oh my God, I love it. It makes me so happy. And I'll tell you, sometimes I turn it into the affirmative that not if I could throw my arms around the world, but I I change your words if that's okay with you. And I say, Yes, please. (laughs) I throw my arms around the world and I I put healing in. Yeah. Um, I love it. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I think I love it. Do like the follow up. Put it on the next album. Yes, totally. <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the next remix. <laughs> I would put in something about Sinead O'Connor. Because I love how she has been so open with her own insanity mm-hmm. and so devoted to God. A Song of Good Hope, I think it's called, by Glenn Hansard. Oh, I don't know that song. Oh, he's so beautiful. Watch the signs now. You'll know what they mean. You'll be fine now. Just stay close to me and make good hope. And the Bruce Springsteen song that Glenn Hansard and Eddie Vedder did, a cover of, of... Drive all night. They say, oh, well. God, give me something I'm afraid to lose. Mm. And I wish that God would send me a word. Send me something I'm afraid to lose. Yeah. What a great lyric. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's so good. I love good lyrics. I really do. So beautiful. Well, Thank you. A- you are such a blessing. Oh. so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, all love to you. You too. And that wraps up this episode of Holy Human. Thank you all so much for joining us for this conversation. I don't know about you, but I feel like I just got wrapped in a warm blanket, which feels so heavenly. 
And please share your thoughts with me in the comments, wherever you're listening. And don't hesitate to pass this podcast along to anyone in your life you feel could benefit from listening. Bye. On the next episode of Holy Human, join me and the brilliant Dr. Judd Brewer as he helps us unpack and unload the very loaded topic of anxiety. Ugh. You won't want to miss this one, I promise you. And until then, my loves, may your hearts be filled with forgiveness, acceptance, and much joy. Holy Human with me, Leanne Rhymes, is a production of iHeartRadio. You'll find Holy Human with Leanne Rhymes on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get the podcasts that matter most to you. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.